All right, so we are live with Memory Tracks. It's the beginning of, I guess, what will be the ninth episode. This is going to be a really cool, special one. I'm super excited about this episode. Um, I keep talking about how I wanted to get to 10 to figure out what I wanted to do with this and how to make it work and try and be better about it. Um, and I got this idea, I guess, around episode five or something of like, who do I know that would be really interesting and do something a little bit different um, than the guests that I've had before. And my good friend Joy, uh, Joy Wallace, came to mind because she has excellent music taste. Um, and somebody that, you know, I guess I met probably, what, six years ago? Yeah. Six years? Maybe maybe longer, honestly. Yeah, probably longer. I don't know. how many jobs I've had. <laughs> yeah. We, so we basically, we've worked together at, uh, I guess, two companies at this point. Yeah. But um, we're, we've become good friends inside and outside of work. And... Um, I've always like connected or been inspired by Joy's like very adamant music taste. And then over the years, um, I met her husband, Matt. And it's funny because when I met Matt the first time, I remember this guy looks so familiar. Like I know I've seen this guy somewhere. And then of course put it together that like, Oh, Matt's just the guy that's at every fucking show in Austin. (laughs) And he's got this iconic look with this amazing fucking beard that is better than anything I've ever been able to grow. Uh, and it, it, it deviates from time to time. Occasionally he mm-hmm. shaves it off uh, and looks like a completely different person. Those moments of regret. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so when I met Matt, then it was obvious that, okay, this is a guy that loves music as well and has a really diverse taste. And, you know, I continue to bump into you across shows and things. I think very specifically I remember, like, the first like real occurrence where it like clicked that I had met this guy before when I saw you at a show, but I met you maybe like once was like a fun, fun, fun fest Mm -hmm. when it was at town Lake and, uh, maybe it was Nas doing Illmatic uh, front to back. And I saw you and I was like, God, I know that guy, but I can't remember his name. And I don't like, I I can't piece that context together. Uh, It's because he ditched me. Well, yeah, and so then I think later I mentioned it, and and I went to work that after that weekend, and Matt was like, or or Joy was like, oh yeah, my husband said that he saw you, and then I felt like a dick because I didn't, I didn't come say hello or whatever. But you know, since then, now um, you know, obviously we've become good friends, and um, the whole idea behind this spurred from you know meeting you guys and knowing how important music is to you. But, uh, you know, I'll continue to gush about you. Um, you guys are like, so you have, you have two wonderful daughters, um, and you're just like the cool fucking parents that (laughs) I would love to become one day. Well, I, I, I'm undecided as to whether I want kids or not. If you were to. (laughs) But if I were to have kids, I would hope to be as cool of parents as you guys are. Thank you. And as we're recording this, one of your daughters is locked away in her room yeah. uh, and there was a big yelling match no I'm just kidding it wasn't even a match but she she is locked away and she's may, if she's hearing this she's probably like eh, my parents but but she should know that you guys are fucking awesome um, as a testament to that there was a music festival here in town a couple weeks ago called Sound on Sound mm-hmm. it was like the first iteration post Fun 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 Fest breakup um, it was a really cool eclectic festival that kind of got the shit end of the stick when it came to weather um and it was kind of a could have easily become a huge disaster and in some ways people's experiences might have been that it was a disaster i only went the last day uh i think it was awesome i loved it i can't wait for next year but i remember seeing uh, i think on facebook or something one of you whether it was matt or joy had like 
screenshotted your text message thread. And oh like, yeah, that was oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, checking in at the oh, festival with the, the family. Emoji. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, yeah. it was all four of you were at the festival. Was it all four? Yeah, we were all, all yeah. four were at the festival. And from what I could gather from the post, it seemed like each of you were at potentially different shows or different Definitely, locations. Yeah. Different places. But you were checking in via text message. I just thought that was so cool. That, Someone like, in the beginning <laughs> of the show had said, you know, it's not like your safe word. <laughs> right, right. You, call it. you have to make sure that. Well, I, we, that you, you don't really want to make it a who's... big deal. And, you know, you don't want to have this like protracted communications when you're out at something like that. And so. No, it was Emmy. It was, She's yeah. like, you can't just. She, that's what she was saying. Use basically. words. You have to have something that we've all decided is our, <laughs> right. our thing. That so way, that in case if somebody, somebody takes has my phone, phone or yeah. whatever. And it was the poop emoji. So we have this thread <laughs> of, you know, pa- dad, Papa, me, puts out a poop emoji. And then there's like three more poop emojis come back in. And that's how you know everyone's okay. Yeah, everybody's everybody's fine. Fine. It's fantastic. Fine. So for the whole weekend, it's just like. I'm sure a hacker could have figured all, it out after the first one. <laughs> it's either poop emojis or can I have some money for some food? Probably mostly more poop that. Emojis. Yeah. But I just think, you know, I think it's so cool that you guys... Music is clearly an important part of your individual lives. I'm sure it's an important part of your life as husband and wife. And the fact that you bring your daughters to a cool hip festival like that and allow each of you to enjoy it individually but then collectively as well Mm -hmm. is just that much more of what music means to you guys. And so thinking about like who to bring on, trying to bring this back down to the episode, Mm -hmm. um, I got this idea of like, well, everything to date has been one-on-one interviews, um, which has been awesome. And I've had some really, really cool conversations with a lot of good friends and sometimes complete strangers. And I want to continue to do that um, after we get through the first 10 episodes. But uh, I kind of am going to cheat and make my last two episodes be this in our conversation. And it's going to be the three of us here together. Obviously, we're all at this point, we've all three talked and I haven't faked anybody's voice. So there are actually three (laughs) people in the room and a dog. Not my dog this time, though, because you guys were so gracious as to allow me to come over to your house instead of usually where I recorded at home with my loud and obnoxious dog. (laughs) Your dog so far has been super chill. We appreciate you traveling. (laughs) No, it's great to be up here. Um, And it's good to know that the setup can be mobile. Um, so I think this will be a cool one because what I asked you guys to do going into this was just like any other guest, you pick the three songs, um, songs throughout your life that may or may not be your favorite songs, but when you hear them, they have a lot of meaning for you, potentially memories, potentially stories, feelings, emotions, people, whatever it may be. And you're going to tell us about why these songs have that and explore that. But, um, as husband and wife, I wanted to make it a little bit harder and potentially more interesting for the interview, which is I asked both of you to pick your three songs independently of one another. You've emailed me those songs. I've got them queued up. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to basically go back and forth. So we're going to start with a song from Joy, and then after that, we're going to go to a song from Matt, and then we'll go back to Joy and Matt and Matt. And at the end of it, it'll probably be the longest recording we've ever done, and hopefully you guys aren't like, get the fuck out of my house. Um, <laughs> we're going to listen to some great music. So. Some of these are long ones, too. <laughs> You're so. be like, can I, can I please music. leave it's now? <laughs> um, so it's going to be cool uh, going through that, and what I'm interested in, uh, and it's going to be whatever it ends up being, but 
uh, we'll all participate. It's a three-way conversation, and it'll be cool to see. You know, Joy actually already accurately predicted one of Matt's. I think the only clue that I gave her was it's really long. She's like, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. So we sound checked for that song. So that's pretty funny. And I imagine, actually, probably you will, as soon as you hear it, you're like, yeah, that was what I was thinking it was. But you did both claim that it took a lot of time to pick the right ones and things. Oh, and my God. <laughs> when, I, when I sent you my list, I... It was short and sweet because I've been so busy lately. It was like I have to, I, I had to focus so much attention because I wanted it to it to be just right for for me and for you and for this and like to put attention to it. And not that it was stressful, but that I care about it. And um, so, in one line, I think I said like this was a really hard decision. And then the next line was, "I'm sure you've heard that before." <laughs> it's I'm sure true. You've heard it before. It's true, actually. But it was, yeah. It takes, it's distilling things down and pulling back specific memories or, or attachments it's, it's not a it's not a simple task yeah I, it, it's you're right that every, everybody that's come on has said the same thing whether it was on the actual taping or just in passing beforehand mm-hmm. or afterhand and you know I think that's why I've been encouraged to continue to do it and will mm-hmm. continue to do it because I enjoy it personally it's a good way for me to get to know people better mm-hmm. um and I mean, you guys are people that I care about, and sometimes these can—I mean—they're really meaningful. That's why you pick them, and so it's nice to be able to get to know your friends a little bit better and have conversations that isn't just about work or beer or something else. Not that those are bad conversations, but <laughs> well, this is it, cool. It really is an ad, almost an adventure in itself, just trying right. to decide what in the world you're yeah. going to write down. Yeah. Um, and I spent way too much time. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I had to like shut my own brain off and just go with the first three I'd written down because I wanted, we took completely opposite views of like, he didn't listen to any of the podcasts cause he wanted to keep it. I don't know. Um, and then I yeah. like binge listened to the first five and my list of three turned into 20 that turned into 40 that turned into like, and then I went down this memory lane of like all that's of the so music great. through life. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I, I spent a whole week just like that's awesome. thinking about it in a different way too. It was really like, that's awesome. It, and it was really fun. You know, people were like, well, so why are you doing it as a podcast? Like, is anyone listening? I, I I'm validated to be doing it for myself because I feel good doing it. Um, but I've also had people come up and say, oh, yeah, what would my three be? And I kind of like that challenge of the exercise. Yeah. And like you said, it forces you to go through, through some things. And I get to cheat because I don't, I'm not going to interview myself. Uh, one day I will. You should will, be the last one. Everyone who's ever been on the podcast all in one room interviewing you. <laughs> oh, my God. Your that, three. Would, that would be terrifying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, and I, I've obviously thought about my three dozens and dozens of times. Sure. And they're different every day that I think about it. So I stopped thinking about it. Uh, and sometimes I get to cheat too because people will pick songs that give me a little tangent. Um, and then I get to get a little bit of injection in my own stuff, which is kind of nice. So with that note, we're going to uh, play the first song, which is going to be from Joy. <laughs> and I'm excited. the name of this song is going to be You Talk Too Much by Run DMC. Shut up!
Talk too much by Run DMC. That was funny. We were like cracking up. The first thing, so I like I always take notes whenever we go through this stuff. And the first thing that like came out of the mouth was, well, everyone started laughing immediately, which is weird because it was it's a fucking awesome song, of course. It's a fantastic song. Uh, but I think Matt said he was like. Wow, that was totally unexpected. You're yeah. taking me back, yeah. uh, which is cool because I was worried that, like, oh yeah, you just would predict everything and nothing would be a surprise. No, uh, not not <laughs> but at all on my list of expectations. I also took note of a line specifically that like cracked me up, especially because he's you know from or he's went to school here in Austin, but he ta- when talking about the person who talks too much, he says, "You're the Walter Cronkite of the whole damn neighborhood." <laughs> What an awesome line. The <laughs> Walter Cronkite. Oh, man. Such, so good. I mean, uh, Walter was awesome. So I know. He did not, like talk, a, he did not talk enough, like, uh, especially in these days. But, um, man, cool song. Really cool song. So, Joy, pressure's on. Pressure's Let's on. Hear, tell me. Tell I, me, I feel uh, like a backstory is needed a little bit. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, bring it on. We got all the time. Um, I grew up in a, a pretty religious family and... Uh, other, uh, not much secular music in the household. I think I, I can remember Huey Lewis and the News Sport and maybe like a Dire Strait or Two album, but everything else was pretty much church music. So I um, would religiously, pun intended, record <laughs> Casey Kasem's Top 40 every Sunday at night <laughs> on my little tiny cassette player because you could play the radio and you could press record on the cassette player. And, oh, yeah. Um, so I'd the top 40. The original pirating of music. Absolutely. <laughs> the Before there was a Morpheus <laughs> or a Kazaa. Fifth, year, or fifth grade kid in her bedroom. <laughs> Casey Kasem. Um, so that that's where I was introduced to Madonna and New Edition and Wham! And like, you know, all the greats. Um, and if you look at the 1985 list of the 100 top, uh, top 100 from Casey Kasem, it's like, it's pretty amazing. Elda Barge. Hmm. Um, so I would um, kind of hang out with my friends, walk around the neighborhood when we were playing, play my little cassette. Um, one of my my biggest memory where this song comes in is my friend's like, okay, now let me play my tape. 
And so he puts his tape in, and we're just walking around. I don't remember anything whatsoever else on his cassette except this song. Um, but I think the reason that it sunk in and hit me so much because it, it just it wasn't a top 40 hit. It wasn't yeah. about love. It wasn't Lionel Richie. It was, it was like, oh, my God, they're talking trash. <laughs> the song goes on and on. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're talking more trash. Like it. I, the beats, like everything was just so new to me and I had never heard anything like it before. Coming from and, this like very religious background where you just... Yeah, uh, yeah, very yeah. calm. You don't, yeah. you might don't. think something negative in your mm-hmm. mind, but you don't say it to anybody. Right. So I was like, they're just saying, oh, what they, they're saying that to everybody. Um, and the, it, I didn't swap tapes with him or anything. I didn't really, in my you know memory from decades ago, don't remember listening to Run DMC much after that um, for a while. But I remember one line, maybe because we were walking through the neighborhood, passing by houses and looking at garages. So it's the one, the, the, your mouth is big, size extra large. When you open it, it's like my garage. <laughs> <laughs> so from my fifth grade to present day, anytime someone's like just talking out their ass, I'm like, won't be quiet. I, I sing the song to myself. And <laughs> that can contest. I think our whole family does it, but we are like, more than normal, if you say a line, or you say, you're just talking, I'm going to automatically equate your words into some song I know. Like, nobody can say the word poison with me, not like Bill Bib DeVoe, that girl is, like, <laughs> with a slide and all. Oh, I am yeah. constantly, like, translating things I hear people say into music that I love. So, this song's been with me for a long time. <laughs> because people talk so much. They talk so much, and they That's, just don't oh shut up. I feel like now... You like out of every story that I've ever heard, <laughs> this is the one that is gonna like. Now it's my story too, <laughs> and now yours, like take and it. everyone that's listening is probably uh, thinking like, yeah, I was just earlier today. This motherfucker wouldn't seriously. stop talking, and now I have a song for that. It was such a great release for me as this kid that you know had grown up in like very reserved family. I was like, oh, I can, oh yeah, yeah, you shut up, like. <laughs> That's that awesome. was a swear word in my house. So. The music videos, I watched it before coming over, and uh, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's like so classic 80s. Oh, yeah. The song comes out in 85. I think it's like the second single on King of Rock, which is their, their big. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the second record, so they're big, but this is their like blow-up one. Um, and there's just like money flying through the air and all these like executive <laughs> business people like talking oh, on the phone great. and they're just like pushing them out of the way. It's and so good. Their heads good. are in the and TV. It, it's yeah. so good. It's like uh, MTV it's classic so years mm. type of very much this is what Run DMC yeah. is all about. I think it laid the grounds for my love of hip hop too. Like I, yeah. I, again, I didn't take the tape. I didn't really like listen to them in elementary or junior high after that. Um, and to out myself until there was internet. I didn't even know it's from TMC. Because, <laughs> I mean, oh. everyone knows Ron's <laughs> house, Ron's house, is... Mary, Mary. Like, you know the, the, the yeah. ones that came after yeah. that? Hey, I am your elder, so for you, you were a little... It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I know my best. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I was like, the line, you talk too much, too much, or whatever, your mouth slides extra large. I was like, I've got to know who this is. So I finally Googled it like yeah. years ago. So yeah, that's, that's embarrassing. Awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's great. I mean, this is a, this is a non-judgmental yeah, atmosphere. And so I, it's better when, when we're honest about it. I was, I was looking at, like, I mean, I 
I know Run DMC, like music and everything. Uh, but I mean, far from like a nerd about Run DMC and no other stuff. And I didn't realize that Run's older brother was Russell Simmons, yeah. who managed Curtis Blow, who's yeah. basically like one of one of the you know, debatable yeah. founders of hip hop and rap and everything. Yeah. And then I Russell Simmons joint with Curtis Blow. <laughs> what? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. This is awesome. a show in New York. It was a Pheromone show. And kind of yeah. Blow. It was fantastic. You know, it doesn't surprise me at all about you. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was great. That's really cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, he's really short. Is he? He's, like, yeah, he's, yeah. Did it? When you realize that's how short what I remember. Was, we didn't talk about bad? much. We talked. He, he came up to us and he was like, "Where the weed at?" And that's what he said. He didn't talk too much. He didn't talk too much. <laughs> but I'm. Yeah. Well played. Um, uh, that's awesome. Well, I did feel shame when I looked it up I was like are you kidding me <laughs> really Matt what did you think Joy's first song was going to be oh my god I, this is going to be what are you trying to do to do us it here? do <laughs> it I thought I'm I don't know the names of the songs and wait before you reveal it Joy if he picks one that you have picked don't react because okay. we want to keep him spotty. well <clears throat> okay so there's sort of a bottomless pit here um, of potential options and I'm going to I'm going to look I'm going to peer over the edge but I'm not going to pick something from That's fair yeah. And I'll ask Joy the same thing after yours so don't worry you'll be able to Okay. I through. thought it would be a Get Up Kids song. Oh nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I it was on the list. So that you know one of a handful mm-hmm. that Okay. I know that she yeah. love very much. But well, do you guys want to find out what your first song is? Yes. I'd love to find out. <laughs> well, going with the theme of hip hop uh, we are going to move on to the Chicago great Common. I think at oh, the time yes. known as Common Sense. Is that right? Yeah. That's true. Um, and the Common Sense song, I Used to Love Her, H-E-R. That's very important for the context of the song. Here we go. <laughs> Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop To the beat, y'all, and you don't stop Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop A one-two, y'all, and you don't stop Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop Until the beat comes, says to be the short shot Come on, come I met on. this girl when I was come 10 years old And what I love most, she had so much soul She was old school, and I was just a shorty Never knew throughout my life she would be there for me Or the regular, not a church girl, she was secular Not about the money, no stuff was my checker, but I respected her, she hit me in the heart, a few New York niggas had dinner in the park, but she was there for me, and I was there for her, pull out a chair for her, turn on the air for her, and just cool out, cool out and listen to her, sitting on bone, wishing that I could do eventually, if it was meant to be, that it would be, cause we related, physically and mentally, and she was fun then, I'd be geeked when she'd come around, Slim was fresh, yo, when she was underground, original, pure, untapped, but a down sister, boy, I tell you, I miss her. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. To the beat, y'all, and you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. One, two, y'all, and you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all, and you 
don't stop. A confess, y'all, if you don't stop. A yes, yes, y'all, if you don't stop. You act, yo, we gotta be the short shot. Now, periodically, I would see old girl at the club, sit at the house party. She didn't have a body, but she started getting thick quick. Did a couple of videos and became Afrocentric. Out goes the weave, in goes the braised bees medallion. She was on that tip about stopping the violence. About my people, she was teaching me. By not preaching to me, but speaking to me. In a method that was leisurely, so easily I approach. She dug my rap, that's how we got close. But then she broke to the West Coast, and I was cool. Cause around the same time, I went away to school, and I'm a man dub expanded. So why should I stand in her way? She probably get her money in LA. And she did stud, she got big pub, but what was foul? She said that the pro black was going without a style. She said Afrocentricity was of the past. So she got in the RB hip house, bass, and jazz. Now black music is black music, and it's all good. I wasn't salty, she was with the boys in the hood Cause I was new for her, she was becoming well-rounded I thought it was dope how she was on that freestyle shit Just having fun, not worried about anyone And you can tell by how her titties hung Yes, yes, y'all, if you don't stop To the beat, y'all, if you don't stop Yes, yes, y'all, if you don't stop One, two, y'all, if you don't stop Yes, yes, y'all, if you don't stop Until the beat calm, gotta be the short shot Yes, yes, y'all, if you don't stop Check it on, check it I might have failed to mention that this chick was creative Once the man got to her, he altered her native Told her if she got an image and a gimmick Then she can make money And she did it like a dummy Now I see her in commercials She's universal She used to only swing it with the inner city circle Now she be in the burbs looking rocky, dressing hippie And on some dumb shit when she comes to the city Talking about popping clocks, serving rocks and hitting switches now she's a gangster, rolling with gangster bitches. Always smoking blunts and getting drunk. Telling me sad stories. Now she only fucks with the funk. Stressing how hardcore and real she is. She was really the realest before she got into showbiz. I did her. Not just to say I did it, but I'm committed. But so many niggas hit it that she's just not the same. Letting all these goofies do her. I see niggas slamming her and taking her to the sewer. But I'ma take her back, hoping that the shit stop. Cause who I'm talking about, y'all, is hip hop. To the beat, y'all, if you don't stop. Uh, yes, yes, y'all, if you don't stop. The mainframe, yo, they gotta be the short shot. Uh, yes, yes, y'all, if you don't stop. Uh, to the beat, y'all, if you don't stop. Uh, yes, yes, y'all, if you don't stop. A uh, one, two, consensus is going to drop. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha I used to love her, uh, 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 uh. I used to love her, uh, uh, uh. Uh, I used to love her, uh, 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 I used to love her, uh, 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 I used to love her, uh, 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 I used to love her, quit fucking up the shit, y'all, but You ain't got your woman in check, man? specific moment in time uh, it, because I, I and I thought about this as, as I was going through the process of isolating three songs <laughs> which for me you know me that's something that's very difficult for me um, so I stopped I stopped trying to think about very specific moments and attachments because that's not something that I normally do so I thought about 
things that stuck with me that that had a longer attachment that that were always there so it's not it wasn't about a moment in time it's about a thread and this song has always been there for me and I the first time I heard it in 94 when it came out the, the I didn't know anything about it barely knew anything about common sense who is no longer common sense he's now the star of stage screen <laughs> and whatever else you know comes around common and um, smoking aces yeah <laughs> smoking aces yeah. that's a deep cut there yeah <laughs> for sure get the money not one um, of the better works <laughs> and and I I just I remember you know in 94 um I was 18 and really into hip hop I was into hip hop, you know, in the eighties and on, and I've always been really into hip hop. Um, and when I heard the song for the first time, I bought into the story he was telling and probably because I was 18, I bought in because of the like love for a girl. And I didn't really know. I just couldn't see past that. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's obvious from like bar four, you know exactly what's (laughs) happening. But at the time, I didn't know what was going on. And um, just head nodding and just, like, getting into it. And then when the reveal happens, holy shit, it's hip-hop. You're just like, oh, my God, I love hip-hop, too. <laughs> and it just, it, it, there was a visceral reaction in that reveal. And it's something that, like, has stuck with Which, me. Which, by the way, like, that visceral reaction as many times as we've all heard this song or whatever, yeah. it happened again, of course, when yeah. we're sitting here listening to it with our headphones as it's playing. Because we do listen to the songs are being recorded live with the podcast. Right. Everyone here that's through all of the ones that I've played, we've all, we're all listening to it with the listener. So it's cool. That's the part that you don't get to hear, but I take notes and shit. And <laughs> Matt, like he, they do the, Matt and Joy both did the mic drop motion <laughs> when he reveals, yeah. when he reveals yeah. that, oh, her is hip hop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. I didn't mean Common sense uh, played us all and then dropped the mic on us there in 1994. It was, it's, so that's, that's the story. You know, the thread is there for me and, you know, there's, I, I remember not specifically the first time, but I remember what that felt like. Um, I also remember every time I've listened to it since then, I buy in again hmm. consistently. It's, and, it, and I don't know, that's never going to change. But the, the perspective that I have on it changes, obviously. And now, you know, now it's a history lesson. You know, a few years later, it's like a, it's more of a history. It's it's even more of a history lesson. And when you hear like, you know, and you can tell by how her titties hung, you're like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But at the same time, you're like that in 1994, that made sense. And so to speak. But it's uh, a good equation to like love and your love of music, too. And yeah. I mean, this whole podcast is kind of how the, the feelings get pulled from you by music in the same way. Yeah. 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 And I and to keep parlaying off of that I I there's it's such a fucking good song that even though common sense at the time is he is he he's a young guy and he's 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 obviously a master poet and he's weaving this story masterfully there's still some immaturity to it 
that I relate to back then, mm-hmm. it's so good that my attachment to it as I get older and I mature is still there in that, in my maturity. You know what I mean? Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, like definitely. I can still find a clean attachment without it being nostalgic. Right. That's how good that shit is. Yeah. It's like an authenticity that right. was there from the creation and right. from the first experience that, that stays with you forever and will continue to stay at this point. Like you haven't lost it yet. So yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. No one's there forever for sure. He, yeah, I, Comet. So I, I was not. I didn't. I didn't know anything about Comet growing up. Um, and then we, when I was at UT, we booked him, and he had the album Go, which was like his big comeback that Kanye kind of helped facilitate. And um, you know, that's crazy was to huge. me. That there's a comeback. Yeah, isn't it weird? Uh, and at that time, he had renamed Common because mm. of the ska band or whatever that sued him for the mm. Common Sense name. Um, and so, I mean, I got. Where are those him, guys now? Who fucking knows? Yeah. Probably rich because they sued him. Yeah. But um, so I guess in the end, you know, they still love her. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, that was bad. No, it's um, fine. But yeah, like I, right he had that resurgence, and then so inevitably, like it forced me to go back. And for me personally, like this, this song more so just like this era of common means something to me because I went back because of the Go record and started listening mm. to this, which That's then was my gateway into the Soul Quarian movement, mm. which then was my gateway into D'Angelo, mm. who now oh. is like nice. a top top ten for me. If you've traveled more. for yeah, I've traveled for D'Angelo yeah. multiple times. I mean, you don't have any babies yet. <laughs> well, none that I know. Of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this this era is so cool, and I remember there was a South by Southwest where. I it was like the good music showcase surprise show at Fader Fort or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Common came out and there was a lot of that Soul Quarian movement and he played this song and then he came out and he played The Light. Um mm-hmm. yeah. which is another like similar era, similar like old school common, very soulful, very Soul Quarian movement. Yeah. Um a little bit later, like Fairmont, like ninety six ish. Is it was it that much later? Okay. I think maybe. Okay, so like three or four years I guess. Yeah. Um I'm guessing, but so don't. There's so there's so much. Up, <laughs> but what was cool about that whole moment was, I had gone done this whole backstory on like, oh, and now I kind of understand the arc of Common's career, mm-hmm. and then Erica Badu came out, mm-hmm. which of course is yeah. that like combination of his love of an actual her mm-hmm. that then went south, um, yeah. but then also being so tied to hip hop and the music because obviously she's a big part of that piece as well. Yeah, and so you know I always while the song makes it very obvious what he's actually talking about, just in general, to your point, when you first heard it in the association back to feelings about a woman, like you still know that there's a lot of that, what he's writing about and stuff that of course he gets away with the excuse of like, Oh, I'm writing about hip hop. Yeah. But I bet you there's some real like raw emotion in there. No, it's very, this is going to sound sort of ridiculous, but I'm sure some people out there are going to get this, but there's a Shakespearean nature to this thing. Like, it's yeah it's supplanting and it's done masterfully and it you can come at it from um a hip-hop head perspective where you're taught you're thinking of you know you can dissect it that way or you can come at it poetically and emotionally and have it hit you and be fine with that or you can be immature and get a boner about you know how her titties hung like it's (laughs) it's good like across the board it's good and it'll always be good erica badu does the boner part (laughs) (laughs) fair enough all around the board. 
still to this day. Like, yeah, she's a fox. Mm-hmm. Um, Forever. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that was cool. And these were like two really good, perfect first songs. So I promised Matt that I wouldn't just make him be the one to hang out. So Joy, <laughs> were you surprised with what you expected? Was there a different song that you were thinking of? And again, reminder for Matt. Don't react if she says one that you already know. Oh, I'm poker face. <laughs> so since I think I've already guessed one that makes sense, I really had absolutely no idea. I, he um, has such a vast library <laughs> of music. Um, I'm always coming to him and being like, you know that song that I really like that's got these words? that I'm terrible. I listen to stuff on Spotify and like don't remember <laughs> the, the actual name. Didn't ever run DMC. Um <laughs> He's like my my Wikipedia for music. So trying to figure out three there, I had no guess whatsoever. Yeah. But like hearing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, totally. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Very good. Well, question for you then. Did you, had you heard the song before meeting Matt or did he play that for you at a certain point? I had not. Um, I, we, we definitely gelled on on hip hop that sounds silly Um, (laughs) there was a spark between us knowing that we both liked certain certain uh, bands but for me it was more like oh yeah I completely like Leaders of the New School and Far Side Mm -hmm. and um, she loved Del I did love Del that might have been the thing yeah that's what did it early on it's like oh shit nobody (laughs) nobody knows who Del is (laughs) Oh, what, the coup? The <laughs> I love the coup. Um, so we'd had that connection, but no, I, yeah, I've been introduced to so much more hip-hop since uh, meeting him, and yeah. I make him go to Get Up Kids shows with me, so it works Good out. Good show. That's awesome. Well, I think on that, then we'll move to the next one. So like I said, we're alternating back and forth, um, and this is going to be a Joy song. So the second song that Joy picked is... One that, you know, I knew I didn't have, like, a huge association to. And then researching it, like, the story of the song itself is kind of funny to me. I like it. I didn't um, even know it until I was like, oh, Harrison Wikipedia is everything. I should find this out, too, because he's going to, like, one-up me. Oh, so you read it, too. You know exactly I what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we won't spoil the surprise now because I don't want listeners to take away from their own experience of hearing the song. But I'm sure it'll come up in our conversation afterwards, and you'll be like, God damn it. <laughs> But uh, so this next song, if I can find it real quick, it's um, from the always amazing The Cure uh, from their, it was a debut <laughs> record, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Uh, the song is called. It's not a debut record. Oh, it's not? No. Shit, I'm sorry. It's okay. God, I it's okay. Up. It's all right, you're young. The, you're in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was very late. To the it was period. my debut record, so that, that works. Okay, that's fair. All right. Well, the song is called Catch. Here we go.
It is so good. That's good. I'm going to leave that out. I'm not even going to edit that out. It's very My sensitive side. That's fine. Okay, before we before we start, I just want to apologize to Deb if you're listening. And when I said, "Oh, the first Cure album, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, <laughs> Kiss Me," bad. and you were like, "Oh God," I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I'm sorry. I wish I, I wish I was more authentic in my love for the Cure, which I, it should be a lot more than it is, but. I just, you know, I get, hopefully I have some more years to live and become a fanatic uh, like I know I should be because the Cure are awesome. I'm a disintegration man myself. That's the record that got that's, me into that's it. That's my cutoff. And Kiss like, Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me is definitely like a very close second. Yeah. Uh, I just love the intro, that opening track to that record. is just so out there and not what I would have ever expected to hear from the Cure. Yeah. Uh, knowing what I... You know, oh, the goth band. Um, Stop saying oh, goth. Okay. When wow. the hell did New Wave become goth? I know. There's this thing going around this Facebook saying Susie Sue loves this. What? Well, it's because well, I think it's because, well, Susie I think. Susie Sue is, is what. I mean, I guess, but nobody sort of used thing. the word goth. Like, yeah. That is us using well, a new Bauhaus, word. Bauhaus, Bauhaus yeah, absolutely. Susie I mean, I get. It plays in the same like it yeah but when you say it now I think about the cough kids from Sa- or from uh, South Park. Park. I was just about to say that's South why because it's like oh he looks like but I get it, he looks but... like Robert Smith I worked with this I worked with this girl <laughs> who, was, totally new age. who was very goth and she was like 30 and she had black lipstick and dyed black hair and wore like powder white makeup and this was yeah in the late 90s and her, she had a Toyota pickup truck and her license plate was custom Bauhaus that's pretty that's kind of badass <laughs> that's fucking goth that, yeah that, that, anyway but we'll put put aside our differences on (laughs) goth versus new wave uh when i think new wave i well i I want to get into it yeah that means something totally different i'm uneducated so um joy walk me through why you picked catch by the cure for your second song the song has just always made me happy i like even before i like paid attention to what it was saying it's just like I don't know. It's like sweet and happy and kind of, to your point, the very first song, the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me album is put together in a very specific order. And that's what I hope doesn't get lost by the Spotify's and Pandora's and Shuffle Play. Like artists put a lot of time into the way they put together an album, even so much as like, when do you flip from side A to B? Um, And so this one, you start listening to the album and then all of a sudden this song pops up and you're like, Oh, happy fun time. <laughs> it's sweet and nice, uh, regardless of what the words are saying. Um, so that's why it, it first um, like was really attractive to me. And and then, I mean, 15-year-old kid in high school, it's, it's also like the epitome of the love song to me. It, it makes you immediately go back to that heart feeling. <laughs> like, oh, that crush that I had on the boy then or like whatever was going on in your life. It's just kind of like the the feeling that almost like pulls you and draws you from your body. Um, I can, I feel that like every time I hear it and then I listen to the words <laughs> and I'm like, that's not really a love song. I mean, it kind of is a love song, but um, then to me it turned into even more just kind of... Um, me singing a song to myself. <laughs> I have a, 
multiple facets of myself. I wouldn't say split personalities, but like going back to the whole growing up in a religious family and then trying to realize, get the sense of self different from that. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is more like the, the line. I remember she used to fall down a lot. The girls always fall in again and again. For me, it wasn't like a physical falling. It was like, okay, well, uh, I don't, I don't know what to do next in life. Let me try this. Oh, fumble, fumble. That didn't work. Okay, no, let me try that. Oh, fumble, fumble. And uh, so it's, don't know how to explain it completely, but it's it's all of that in one beautiful so cheer song. It, you heard it when you were 15. Mm-hmm. And it still has that impact on you. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think everybody has the like songs of young love and the crush and stuff. And it is funny to think about, especially like, I mean, we're sitting here with your husband, and of course, you know, I'm sure, like, when you went back to this, you're like, who was that crush that I had at 15? Yeah. And it's it's fun to have these songs that then take on new meaning and things like this and that, and yeah. new associations with people, but it kind of carries, it helps you weave that internal narrative of that, those emotions and those feelings yeah. that then maybe, I don't know, maybe it means something different now to you then, but at the same time, what it meant then... It's still very much a yeah, part of what it means away. now. Yeah, it does Kind of what you were saying to the common song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, as you've grown older and evolved, the song still means, this, like, still gets that root feeling, mm-hmm. but it also now means something different. And right. that's, yeah, exactly what Yeah, and you, you wouldn't trade either part of that, the yeah. original oh, or the new. Like, absolutely. it's become that's, what it is today because yeah. of all of that history. It's a testament to the... That I would sneeze? To, to the... <laughs> To Robert Smith, <laughs> it's a testament to the the, the accomplishment of the artist and yeah. of that song. Like it's it's it lasts, yeah. Regardless of your station in life and maturity level, it still hits. Like that's and yeah, and that's I can fantastic. say that like and I've talked about this a lot, <clears throat> and so listeners who have you know been crazy enough to listen to multiple ones of these. Um, not because of the guests, totally but because crazy. of me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I always talk about this, how personally me, like I have less association towards actual lyrics and understanding the story of what they're explicitly trying to communicate and just more the general vibe and the feel and the collection of the instruments. And the instru- yeah, the aesthetics of mm-hmm. it. And this song, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've heard it many times before, listened to it when you did it, and then I looked up the lyrics, and then I started to read into the lyrics, but regardless, like, I wasn't surprised by anything that he was saying based on hearing it, and to your point, like, I think, for me, this is the thing that lasts, because it's not what you expect to hear from The Cure, at least not what I expected to hear from The Cure. Um, well, like, nah, that's not true. I guess in some ways, Friday it's, it's I've Been Loved didn't exist at this point, so that's there true. weren't right. any other happy songs. Yeah, it is the one, <laughs> to your point, to your point, so it's a double LP, <laughs> and so there's a lot of content on it. And it's a and double it's LP with a full sleeve with all the lyrics, so you guys don't listen to the lyrics, but yeah. as a 15-year-old high school girl, oh my god, J- the Jane's yeah. Addiction tape, that ca- like you fold oh. out the accordion and it had every single lyric to all their songs. Yeah. Amazing. Lyrics uh, I'm were... bummed that neither of y'all picked a Jane's Addiction song. Well, that was on one of my many, many lists. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we talked about it with Chris Wright's episode as well. He's a Jane's fan as well. Well, his episode actually was like, can't do that one. <laughs> can't do that one. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a lot of good overlap. Uh, okay, well, before we move on to the next one, I do, because I think it's such, like, it's hilarious to me when I read 
the inspiration behind the song. We talked about it before <laughs> we played it, but looking it up on Wikipedia, what oh, we yes. discovered. I had no the, idea. Okay, so the song is called I'm, Catch. I don't know this. this you don't great. know this okay. This, right. love this will kind of blow Maybe. your mind. Robert Smith, who, like, would you see Robert Smith, you're like, this is a dude who doesn't give a fuck. He's cool as shit. Like, this guy, yeah. like, I would be lucky to talk to him for longer than five minutes. Um, he wrote this song because he was so moved by the poem that Rocky Balboa <laughs> read <laughs> to Adrian... <laughs> While she was in a coma, not in Rocky One, nope. in Rocky fucking Two, which is not bad. Actually, it's, I well, love Rocky like Two. It's like but the Rocky One, Rocky like movie. at least be inspired by Rocky One. But you're fucking Robert or three, Smith. even. Uh, which one was three? Oh, is that oh, that's the Rocky V? Come oh, yeah, yeah. Three was Mr. T. You know? Ah, no, that's right. That's right. Okay, so two is where he beats Apollo Creed. Three, yeah. So. That's amazing. But the, literally, and here's here's the line. I wrote it down because I couldn't remember. Oh, my God. But he reads this poem to her while she's in a coma. Mickey's sitting down, silent. She's obviously in a coma. And he's tearful, like, struggling to get through the poem. And, of course, we've all seen Rocky and know that, you know, words is not necessarily Rocky's strong point mm-hmm. in terms of being poetic. Uh, so it's a really tender, beautiful moment. And the last line of his poem... <laughs> Leave this to the Let me make sure I can read my writing. Okay, so it says, Because as long as I got this ring, I'll always be there to catch you. And literally, that line (laughs) is the genesis of this song, To Catch You. I I read it, and I didn't know whether I absolutely loved it or was just like, what the fuck? That cracks me up. I love it. I love it. Like, and you know, that just speaks could, to the power of, of Robert Smith's ability to. We could argue that translate. Rocky too was also the inspiration for a girlfriend in a coma. Ah, like I'm, like I'm going there. Yeah. So to go back to the, the Cure lyrics, I read all of them. I had all the, the all the albums, and like even if I didn't completely understand what their songs were talking about, because you never really know what an artist means by it. Right. I at least knew what the lyrics were. Um, was a French major. And in grad school, I had to take a French literature class and found out that one of my other favorite Cure songs is from Voltaire. And then one of the other ones is <laughs> from, oh, I can't even remember. Uh, crap. Voltaire, anyway. Sylvester Stallone. You know, all the Sylvester great writers. Stallone, all the, all the <laughs> important ones. One a prisoner, so, a prisoner of his own I, mind. I have a feeling that every single song he writes is... Uh, I, I is think so it's great. I, I, I loved reading that. Love it. It, it tickled me inside. It was great. It's you can, just a good story. You could do a short film on the Cure origin stories. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we've done three songs. This is going to be... Uh, I'm having so much fun. I really... I'm, I had a feeling it was going to be good. It's been better than I could have <laughs> imagined. That's good. Uh, who, I don't get, if you're listening and you're like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> um, I'm having a good time, and I think the Wallaces are as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I think we'll just have to come over and hang out and like. Yeah, totally. Um, but what I wanted to do, because the number ten is important to me, and this and that, and I want to make it digestible for the average user. Uh, this is going to be our break point. So if you liked what you heard, and you're like, oh well, Joy got two songs, Matt got one. I want to hear what Not Matt's cool. next song is. Then. I'm probably going to split this up into two episodes. So this is the end of episode, or part one of episode nine. And if you stay tuned, then the next episode, we're going to kick it off with Matt's song, 
which I'll give you a clue. No, I won't give you a clue. You got to listen to the next one. It's worth it. Trust me, it's going to be really good. So I was about to be a little bummed. I was like, I don't want a clue. <laughs> I guess normally when people do these whole two part episodes, they don't they don't give this like outro speech mm. and they just edit it naturally. Maybe like a Mark Marin would record a voiceover afterwards, but I don't have fucking time for that. I'm just going to edit it raw because that's how we do on fucking memory <laughs> tracks. So we're going to stop it here. I'm going to get up, grab another beer. There you go. And we're going to keep going. Thanks. Absolutely.